legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, we are recording this at 5.15 on a Thursday. Perfectly okay time to be in a lounge. Like I think I'm... I'm still drinking water, but but still, I think if I was found in a bar right now, nobody could judge me. I think I'm good. Well, I mean, nobody? Like, I mean, some people might. I'm not going to say nobody. You know, we live in a very judgmental world. There might be people yeah. that judge you for that. But yeah, I mean, I think this is a generally societally acceptable time to do a happy hour, especially, you know, Thursday's the last day that you work that week. You know, you got off work early. Like I, I think yeah. that's totally fine. If you want to have a drink on your way home and then, you know, Uber, you know, the rest of the way. You could judge me for any number of things. Like for example, if I was at a bar right now and Jen wasn't here, I would probably have Avery at the bar with me that you could probably judge. I, well, okay also, I believe that would be against the law. So so the, the the police would judge me, and an actual yeah. judge would judge me. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, we don't have to get too deep into this on the show, but there's plenty of reasons to drink right now, so I'm not going to judge anyone. <laughs> that's, that's, dude, <laughs> the Associated Press is sending out NFT offers on migrants floating who we don't know who all survived in that in that little thing. Like, we just live in dystopia. This is just where we're at right now. This yeah. is just this is apparently who we are. AP is like considered a bastion of journalism, one of the last bastions of journalism. And nope, <laughs> let's get let's get in on this NFT craze, everybody. Let's go. All right. Um, As I've today, always said, we should we should sell NFTs of like my worst blogs and stuff like that, like your worst takes, like your worst takes on the podcast. We should sell NFTs of too. Wait, like you know. NF tweets. We got this. <laughs> Speaking of, that's going to be the last segment of this uh, episode. And uh, it's going to be a recurring segment because apparently I can't help myself. But tweet Did we things just accidentally come up off. with a name for that segment? Are we going to call NF it tweets. NF tweets? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to get some sounding for that. NF tweets. Uh, that's going to be the last segment of this in which I explain a tweet that uh, people did not particularly like, and that happens regularly. So it's going to be a regularly regularly occurring segment. Uh, what we are going to do before that, and the two segments before that, um, we are going to look back on the week that was and then try to set the table for the season that is yet to be um, and, and you know, try to set some realistic expectations for uh, where the Lakers potentially go from here. I don't know if you guys can hear Avery in the background, but she is screaming like a ninny. This is, she got some pipes, man. I, I cannot, I cannot hear it. So you're good. I think that's good to know. That is good to know. Um, let's start though with the week that was, and um, I think you kind of have to go back obviously to the trade deadline. The Lakers didn't get anything done and there we knew this has been something Harrison. I think you and I, have gotten the audience about as prepared for as they could possibly be prepared for anything. And it has been the CYA leaks, right? That that were always going to come out about this season. We just figured they would come out 
after the season. Like <laughs> I thought, or at least, or at least, you know, after the, uh, the all-star weekend uh we did not have to wait till the all-star weekend we got the first round of of leaks about who was upset with who who was uh working in step with whom who (laughs) was out there calling whom a liar for saying that they were working in lockstep on all of this Uh, so that was the starting point on this and and i just want to get your response to like like just put me in the room with you as you get this first round of leaks, like, is it just, is it just like, ah, here we go. Like, I'm just bring it on carpal tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that was more my reaction on Saturday when I published a blog on like LeBron's like, again, continuing. I thought that I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I think I'm picking up on a trend here that I'm not sure a lot of people have highlighted about like LeBron's fairly subtle shots at the front office or whatever. Like when he was talking about, you know, LeBron doesn't do subtle. Huh? <laughs> LeBron doesn't do subtle. Well, no, he does not. Because I write about this, like, oh, he's praising, you know, Sam Presti out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. he's talking about how Cleveland has three all-stars and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is LeBron's way of saying, like, I'm not that happy right now. And then he goes on to do the rest of it. And then we get, <laughs> like, the new cycle that comes out of that. And so, like, that was – it was right after I published, like, LeBron is continuing his subtle shots at the Lakers front office at All-Star Weekend. Right after that. I get a DM from someone that's like, oh, there's going to be like some LeBron comments coming that have not come out before. And I'm like, oh God, I hope it's on Sunday when Jacob's working. Uh, and then, you know, like, yeah, it just drops right away that, yeah. uh, you know, almost right after I was done blogging that first one that uh, from the athletic story where, you know, everyone who's listening to this podcast knows what LeBron said about, you know, leaving the door open for Cleveland, going to go play with Bronny, whatever. And then, you know, you have the corresponding round of leaks over the next couple days of like, oh, clutches at war with the Lakers. They were pushing them to trade a first round pick. You have Rich Paul going on record saying, no, I did not do that. Yeah. You have, you know, Sean saying that he talked to Rob Palinka and Rich Paul and like, there's no bad blood here. So Anthony, you know, everybody just way overread into LeBron's, you know, comments or whatever. Okay. It's we've cleared all this up. It, yeah. Like there's no bad blood and yeah. the Lakers have been missing Kendrick Nunn. So, you know, we got some exclusive reporting there that, uh, you know, <laughs> things are not as bad as they seem, you know, I, I thought that was the perfect end to the news cycle was like, Oh no, you guys thought that was serious. You guys thought we were serious. Really? Like you guys took that from that? Whoa, you guys overreact a lot. <laughs> and look, I will I will say we're being tongue in cheek here. I do think that there was a collective overreaction. Like I did not need every single insider's thoughts on LeBron's comments to the athletic, you know? Like I didn't need yeah. like 500 separate articles that were like yeah. here's whatever. Like that's my job to do, so I would appreciate it if everyone would please stay off my turf. Um, <laughs> you know. It's just at some point it became overkill and I get it. Like, this is a big story. The media is going to cover it. Like this is, you know, this is how this works. I'm a part of the beast. Like I'm not blameless in this cycle. And uh, like, neither of us are, you know, we both do daily, you know, Lakers operations where we have to talk about these things Mm -hmm. as they're happening because we talk about what's going on with the team. And during the all-star break, this has been what's going on with the team was LeBron recapturing the news cycle as a warning shot to the Lakers about, Hey, you know, this is this is what I can do during the NBA's marquee event. Like, you want to see what I can do during the offseason if you're not doing what I like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought, I thought, like, the 
the last one there, and look, I, this is just how journalism works in 2022. Like, there are certain reporters that certain entities trust more than other reporters because those reporters that they trust are willing to say things that maybe other reporters who are more journalism forward uh, are not. And and I thought, like, I just thought Shams's appearance on uh, man, Pat McAfee show. Pat Ma- on the Pat McAfee show was just, it was so amazing. And look, Shams does his job, knows what his job is, and is really good at his job. But like, if in case it wasn't obvious enough that somebody, we'll just say somebody, was telling him, hey man, get out there, we need to control this narrative heading into the second half of the season. Uh, in case it wasn't obvious enough, he wraps up by saying, <laughs> you know that clutch player who hasn't been active all year? <laughs> well, no, this was this is not a mystery where his sourcing was coming from. He said, I spoke to Rich. Yeah. Rich wanted right. this out there. Like Rich Paul, you know, look, everyone has opinions on Rich Paul, whatever. Like he is willing to go on the record. Like you yeah. can't say that he is only willing to work through anonymous sources and like not put his name to things. Like he does put his name to things. He did it mm-hmm. with Stephen A. Smith earlier in this news cycle. He mm-hmm. did it with Shams. Like he, when he wants something out there he's willing to put his name to it because he and he has a lot that- of people willing to put that out there yeah verbatim <laughs> and 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 look like again i'm not judging at all i'm just allowed to laugh at this you have to laugh at this because if you and i didn't laugh at this harrison we would be the most miserable people on the face of the planet just flat out yeah no i mean working yeah, working the nun part in was just elite, <laughs> was elite just, stuff. Like, if you guys could see the look like on my face no, when I got no that. There's no problem. There's no problems here. And, you know, by the way, Kendrick Nunn hasn't played yet. <laughs> it was just perfect. And and I thought that was also, like, it also serves its purpose because what neither party here, and whatever end of the spectrum that you fall on, if, it, if you want to say, because I saw some people online saying that this wasn't a problem, Okay, if that's the end of the spectrum you want to lay on, you can lay on that end of the spectrum. Then I saw people on the other end of the spectrum who were saying that, no. It's time to trade LeBron. It's time to trade LeBron. Same guy who authored 15 years ago, it was time to trade Kobe. (laughs) If you ever know which side to take on history which which side are which side are you on anthony are you are you uh are you team clutch or are you team lakers are you i feel like you, you got to preface this like are you a clutch plant or a lakers plant i am i don't even eat plants man i can't be a plant I, <laughs> no, I i i lay somewhere i probably if if i had to choose like if one is this is not a problem and 10 is like trade this guy tomorrow right as soon as you can yeah, trade so this you're guy like on a scale of like chicken little to everyone else but chicken little in his world yes yeah, yeah. i i'm probably i am probably like a six or a seven on the side of th- this didn't matter like the you can't tell me this didn't matter and you can't tell me that like people within the lakers organization we're not at least a little worried about how this was going to play out. When we got mere hours before actual literal war broke out, you had a Lakers source saying that it feels like a war is going to break out here. You know, like also never compare shit to war in sports ever. Don't do that. Like it's, 
Never, ever, ever. Anyway, but I, I, I look at it. I look at it like this. It mattered. And how much it is going to matter is completely dependent upon this upcoming offseason, what they're able to do this upcoming offseason. Because this next offseason, they are going to have a list of priorities that they have to take care of. I think, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm jumping out there with, with a hot take here in saying that a team that, ha, that has champ, championship aspirations cannot employ Russell Westbrook to the tune of $47 million against your cap. That is not some, those two things are mutually exclusive in my opinion. And so the Lakers first priority is probably going to be break that $47 million cap hit into a few smaller cap hits and, and hope that you can have a few more players on your roster who are better than veteran minimum type players, because all those, every single veteran minimum player, uh, is at the end of the day, a gamble. Sometimes you hit 21 and you get a Malik Monk or you get a Carmelo Anthony sometimes or an Avery Bradley, you know? I'm joking. Uh, I, it's just it's fun. good I've to know a lot of people loop in. They're talking about which minimums I've seen people loop in like Avery Bradley among the minimums that have worked. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Whoa, like, whoa. I mean, he's played a lot, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's not, a stance let's to not, take. Let's not, you know, disparage <laughs> mellow and monk like this. Like Avery Bradley, you know, at best is in his own like third category in the middle where it's like, yeah. it's not a failure. Like, cause he, he hasn't been horrible but yeah. he also has like played way too much and I yeah. guess that's not his fault, but like, it's not like Avery Bradley is not, you know, I don't have him in the mellow monk tier on the like list of like success minimums to disappointment yeah. minimums. I think Avery Bradley has probably been one of the most actively detrimental Lakers on this season. Yeah. But like, that's not, like, if you can, I, I, but it's not just his fault. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, I, I think, what the Lakers are going to have to do is break up Russell Westbrook's $47 million cap hit. And then they're going to probably have to go out and get more win now help too. Right. And that's probably going to like, unless you're willing to once again, gamble on THT becoming a player that he clearly is not right now. The Lakers are probably going to need more help. Like they, you can't, I think there is an argument. This is a whole separate aside or whatever. Yeah, I think we can there talk is about an that, argument yeah. that THT can help more if the cap hits if the cap like spreading out that you're doing in yeah. the Russell Westbrook trade are for more guys that offer the things that they want THT to give them yes, versus yeah. what he's actually good at. So like, if you are able to dump Russell Westbrook for me, you know, some guys that provide a little bit more defense, provide a little mm -hmm. bit more shooting, things like that. You know, again, I, I understand more predictability. That that, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like when, you like if you're able to flip those guys for that then as we've seen the last couple weeks when russ and tht have been staggered more tht can provide a little bit more of that ball handling and things that yeah. you'd be missing by theoretically moving off of russ so mm -hmm. i i do i don't think that it's crazy i'd like to see to more like... tht for the rest of okay. the season we're going to yeah. talk about this later like we're, we're going to talk about this in the expectations moving forward like i would like to see tht and russ's role swap those roles like, <laughs> I mean, they've sort of started to do that. Like, yeah. I mean, at least in playing THT without Russ, for the most part, they're letting him kind of cook yeah. while he's out there. Right. Um, and then, so, so anyway, like to, to put a bow on like, you know, recapping this last week or whatever, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp of like, just because, uh, LeBron clearly wanted the Russell Westbrook trade, which by the way, like we also have to link in there. We, we have to, I'm going to have to keep saying this till I'm blue in the face and you're going to have to still keep writing this until your fingers fall off. 
Rob Polinka did not have a gun held to his head when he traded for Russell Westbrook. Like this is something that we have I, I have heard directly from from all kinds of people around the league. And it's that like, yeah, Rob had that trade on the table, but once he got the go ahead and once Russ said that he wanted to be a Laker, Rob was excited to bring Rob uh, Russ in. Like that was something yeah, that he was excited the to do. People- the the kind of retroactive infantilization of Rob Polinka, where like he yeah. had no he had no say, right. you know, in this like that's just not accurate. Like now, did LeBron push for it? Of course, yes. But ultimately, this kind of stuff falls on the GM because you have to be able to tell your star no if you think that it is an actively detrimental move. So even if he did think that, he told LeBron no about no, Jared Dudley. He yeah. said no to LeBron about Jared Dudley. Like he has said no to LeBron before. Like, I love that you're putting these on the on the same level of uh, on <laughs> the same level of backbone. It's like he, he, you know, he said he did said no to LeBron about bring back his buddy on a veteran's minimum. Why would he not say no to this like <laughs> trade for a forty seven million dollar? You know, would yeah. the Lakers be better if they had just kept Jared Dudley and not traded for Russell Westbrook? I'm not willing to say that. No, <laughs> I'm I'm not. That's gonna be the clip of the show. That's gonna. Be- <laughs> Um, yeah, so so like I, I just thought like this was I, at the end of the day, everybody involved here because this Lakers season is a failure. Like no matter how the rest of this year plays out, I don't like realistically speaking, given all the scenarios that are the likeliest ones here, this Lakers season has been a failure. And the people involved with this Lakers season who guided this Lakers season are not used to being associated with failure. Rob Polinka, one of the most successful agents that agencies has ever seen, right? Like he is, he is very good at getting his clients what they want. And his clients tended to be very happy with him as an agent. Uh, LeBron James, one of the greatest athletes that this, this country has ever seen. Somebody who is not used to out and out failure because that's what this season has been, you know? Uh, Jeannie Buss, since she has taken over, she runs Jim out of town and the Lakers immediately win a championship. She's used to those hurrahs, right? Kurt Rambis, a little more used to it. But like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kurt Rambis has barely experienced failure. It's like, wait a second, Anthony. Like... (laughs) But, But like... He certainly has been around it, depending on how much blame you want to attribute to him for it, for those like Timberwolves (laughs) rosters or the Knicks teams or whatever. But like, he has certainly been around for it for at at times. And, and so, but like, when I talk about those three entities, Rob, Jeannie and LeBron, um, and even clutch, right? Like clutch has had this astronomical rise in power throughout sports to where now they're getting involved in the WNBA too, right? They're involved in the NFL. They're, you know, they are one of the real Baseball success too. stories. Baseball too, yeah. One of the real success stories in, in American industry. And so you have a lo- all these entities who are not used to failure. And what they now have to figure out is, how do I distance myself from this failure? Because I cannot keep taking losses like this without it legitimately affecting the way people think of me. And this was always going to be the, 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 the likeliest outcome was leak after leak after leak. 
you and I have been talking about for months that the leak fest that we get it's going to be incredible of the season is going to be crazy and like you said we didn't even have to wait till the end of the season and like yeah. again this is not going to be the end of it I do think that you know yesterday's kind of report that like oh you know there's no bad blood I do think that that probably signals that for the most part this is going to be put on the back burner until mm -hmm. the off season for everyone to start pointing the fingers again and stuff yeah. like that anonymously so I think if you're a Lakers fan like I would take that it's probably a good sign that at the very least you know everybody it seems to be ready to kind of lock back in and try and make the best of this for at least the remainder of the season you know and then yeah. figure things out at that point but again you know I'm kind of going back to you talking about like is this something or is it nothing I think you know, look, I, I don't, I'm with most of the reads in that I don't think that this means necessarily like LeBron demanding a trade is imminent or anything like that. Like he clearly loves life in Los Angeles. You mm -hmm. know, he, why would he want to go and uproot himself? Be Space Jam 2 is in family. production. Yeah. <laughs> be potentially without his family for, you know, a year or so or whatever while they, while, uh, while Bronny finishes out high school while he's playing somewhere else and then go to another team with Bronny and stuff like, I just don't see that him like thinking of that as this is my first option. But I do think that it's sort of like, if you're going through like a job interview process or something and you go back to your current job and you're like, Hey, they offered me this. Mm -hmm. And like, are you guys willing to match it? And your current job says no, like you're probably not going to stay at that job. You got to be ready to take that other yeah. offer if you're going to mm -hmm. take that and kind of get people bidding against each other. And I think that is sort of what this is. Like I think LeBron would be willing to do something like that. Like I'm not willing to take that off the table because I don't think that you make that threat, you make these hints or whatever. If you're not willing to go there if necessary, I just think it it's remains It's not a threat if there's if no follow through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not a threat if there's no follow through. And yeah, I, I look, at the end of the day, LeBron is looking like we saw it all all-star weekend, the amount of, and I don't think ever any LeBron will ever be as enamored as Michael. Um, Michael came up at a time where it was a lot more easy to manage a brand uh, <clears throat> than it is right now for, for LeBron. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, like, but can LeBron have a career that, you know, inarguably stacks up? to to michaels and maybe is more impressive like that's still on the table that's that's still right there to be had depending on how long he sticks around and and so like yeah when he gets frustrated at wasting yet another prime season of course that's how this <laughs> that's how this was going to go of course he's pissed even though like how many times harrison have you done something or been responsible for something that backfired like and you're angry and you just you <laughs> I'm I'm very successful Anthony. I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> well, all right, I'll say that I will will lash out if I do so. Like if I if I like stub my toe or something like that, right? And you kick the chair. Kicking the chair doesn't help. It's not productive. You makes your foot hurt even worse. It's, <laughs> it's Rob Polinka the chair in this analogy. <laughs> I mean, I guess. No, I think it's Russ. <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, I I I also I also like I might be a little too cynical here. Um, I'll, I'll cop to that, but like that last, you know, round of leaks of like, oh no, we're ready to be productive. We like, that's also something that these guys have a, a, th there's a reason behind that too. Right. And it's that they don't want to be seen by fans as unwilling to try to make this work as it is right. Like if, 
if LeBron just keeps sulking throughout thing uh, throughout the rest of the season, Laker fans aren't going to like that. We know what we know what LeBron is capable of playing like when he's when when he's really engaged. If Rob, you know, just just keeps on leaking about how like oh well yeah i was gonna say what does rob sulking through the rest of the season look like like how do we pick up on that if it's like if it's like a bunch of leaks of like you know it really was lebron who was in on deandre jordan you know (laughs) like but like if like that those are the things that they cannot do like they they they... lebron lebron made the current statement jerseys he was totally (laughs) responsible for you know that you know i i actually really i don't like even the know color. which ones the statement jerseys are so if those are yeah. good ones i i apologize i just it was the only nike dumb nickname that i could think yeah. of off the top of my head rob tweets out from his burners like bring back gold jerseys you know <laughs> like <laughs> banana yellow sucks yeah <laughs> lebron's a, lebron just loves banana yellow according yeah. to league sources <laughs> the banana boat like it's yeah he, he brought the it's, banana it's <laughs> So yeah, I just thought I just thought like this week has been fascinating. It's been frustrating. I think some of the some of the response and analysis of it. Like I think one of the things that I was thinking about actually today is the difference between like what is it about basketball analysis that I think can sometimes drive people away. And it's distant like when people you? are being disingenuous. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that too. Me too. Um but but like I think I think like one of the things that really kind of uh, you know turns people off is is somebody who is giving their analysis and they're clearly carrying water for somebody else, right? Like that's that's something that when as soon as that and you always know what it is when it, when you hear it, right? You know what yeah, that Mike sounds Missinelli like. Mike Missinelli has been trying to warn us about the, what this looks like for years. <laughs> I was hoping you'd get a shot in there. Good job, Harrison. But like I. I I think the best the best analysis like I I so JJ Redick is somebody uh, who I really enjoy you know his content and his thoughts on Zion were really interesting to me because he you know Duke fellow Duke player yeah I fellow- saw one of the one of the Pelicans beat guys point this out like uh, JJ Redick is a fellow CAA client yes. fellow Duke alum uh-huh. and former reason to hate who hates the Pelicans yeah and was still blasting zion on national tv as a bad teammate like that that is the most genuine analysis because it's basically going against every single bias he has and he's still giving you his honest unfiltered opinion exactly and i think you know sometimes when you hear analysis that that you it's clear where that is coming from like that and and i think that was one thing that over the course of this week really kind of showed itself was was how much of not just not reporting reporting you get from whatever sources that you have but analysis of the situation um when you aren't being genuine it's really clear to the people who are listening and i think a lot of you know from from a lot of the reaction that that i see either to uh you know tweets or clips or whatever that go out there like people are kind of sick of that and i thought this week was really inter- a really interesting look into that aspect of this that like you have you have analysts who are clutch analysts and you have analysts who are who have you know lakers management ties and 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 like it never really sounded like those people were actually giving their analysis they were speaking up for the people who they have attachments to and that's where like you know for for people like us and 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 other people who are a little bit more independent in this, 
um, it, that's where we have the opportunity to, to, to offer something else. And I thought that yeah, was, yeah, we're the uh, only honest was... ones. That's like, I've always said, no, they're <laughs> only, only honest voices in NBA media. It's, it's, well, like I would say it's everybody on this feed, but I have questions about Padilla. Like I have, <laughs> all right, Please let's don't move. impugn the integrity of our, of our Senator. <laughs> Shit. That's right. I'm going to jail. No, I'm not. I'm not in California anymore. I can say stuff like that. Um, all right. So let's move on and look ahead to the rest of the season though, with this behind the Lakers and where our expectations sit for them. And, um, I'm, I'm not, I know this is going to sound alarmist, but my expectations are that they don't make the, even the play in. Like I think without AD, given the strength of the rest of their schedule, um, I think it's, it's like anything, if they make the play in, I will be pleasantly surprised with how this season, the rest of this season went, because there's a lot of bad habits that the Lakers have to break and not whoa, much whoa, time whoa, to do that. Wait, I'm sorry. You don't think they're going to make the play in? That's where that's where I'm setting my expectations. Here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they made it, but I'm not gonna sit I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on them making the What? Play. Yeah, and and I definitely am not betting on them making at winning in either of those games, either of the necessary games to, to move this into the This might be one playoffs. of your wildest takes. Maybe. I don't know. Like the rest of their season is really difficult. Their schedule is really, really, really difficult. Yes, but Anthony, they're like, do you know and they how don't bad have they would Anthony have to Davis to miss the play-in entirely? Like the Blazers just sat their starting center. That's the team right behind them. That's two and a half games back. Like that, you got the Spurs, Pelicans, and Kings are approximately like four and a half to like to like six, seven games back. Like it's just it's unlikely that they're going to get passed by these teams. Like to end up outside of the top ten entirely is extremely unlikely. Like maybe it's possible that one of these teams gets it together and passes them up and knocks them down to 10 but I, I they're not they're not gonna fall to 11 can you just can we just look at the rest of their season the, the the games that they're playing here and you tell me the number of wins that you can count heading into those games oh this okay? is gonna be great radio you're gonna read i know i know thing. i know we'll okay. we'll do we'll do like we'll do 15 games okay okay clippers new orleans dallas clippers again golden state San Antonio, Houston, Washington, Phoenix, Toronto, Minnesota, Toronto, Washington. That's like a lot of winnable games in there. <laughs> Without Anthony Davis, with like there. I mean, still, I, the, the, those are winnable games at the very least. Those aren't games I'm expecting. I mean, some of those, obviously, like against the Warriors, that's, you know, you chalk No, no, no I'm not talking about winnable. Stuff. I'm saying yeah. games that heading in, you're expecting the Lakers to win. Not win. That's a very different yeah. thing. I mean, there's quite a few still in there. <laughs> All right. You could say maybe New Orleans. You could say San Antonio, Houston, Washington. Yes, definitely Washington. And that's it. That's four or five out of the 15 that I named. Yeah, but the, so you get, you know, those are the guaranteed wins. And then the guaranteed you get a couple more wins. of the winnable ones. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like all all I'm saying is that like I'm not I'm not gonna like if they don't if they don't make a plan, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't do that because again, they're not gonna have Anthony Davis for at least the next like three to four weeks, 
right? You think the, yeah, but like, it's, it's not about how good can they be? It's like, how good can the teams behind them be? You know, can, like, can those teams behind them be better than like below 500 basketball? They have to be significantly better. They're like five or six games back. But that's over the course of 25 games. I'm like, <laughs> 20-ish games. 20, 24. They have 24 games left. Okay. So 24 games. I mean, that's not any, like you're expecting, like, are you expecting So your expectations, the... your expectations are higher then. So where are your expectations then? Over the Lakers final, they, they have 24 games left, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, how do you, like, season outcome? Oh, as far as, like, wh what seed they end up with? No, or like, no, just like, just like for the way that this season plays out. Do you think they make a play in and then lose? Yeah, do they're, you think they're, they... they're going to make the play in. I, I have kay. no doubt in my mind about okay. that. Okay. Do they win a play in game? That's a Harrison Fagan guarantee. Please don't, <laughs> please don't old takes expose this if it doesn't happen. Uh huh. I do feel comfortable with a with they're going to make the play in. I, I didn't okay. think that that was going out on a ledge as much. But again, you are closer to the chicken little, you know. That, type of guy this, that's why this i'm just look i i you know me as set your expectations low and barely clear them yeah that's like that's that's how my career has gone so you're saying you have them winning or you have them making a playing game do you have them winning enough to get into the actual playoffs well so that's the part where it gets really tricky because you know if they end up where they are right now in ninth so they host you know, they host a playoff, a play-in game uh, for in the first one, and then they would have to play on the road against the loser of the seven and eight. Like, that's not, you know, especially if it's the if it's the Clippers or something, that's barely even a road game. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, that's a, that's a path. Like, I could easily see them getting that, especially if AD's back and healthy. And, you know, as long as they haven't sustained any more extra injuries, like, I, I think that's, I don't think that it's out of the question, but it is going to be tougher sledding than it would be. You know, I basically, bottom line, I, I have faith in LeBron in a single elimination type of game just to get into the playoffs and to get off of the narrative of, like, you know, this season was a huge disaster. Lakers missed the playoffs, whatever. Like, I have faith in this team to get up and be able to to probably get into those play those, those playoff games, yeah. So, I guess I'm not I saying, just don't... so. Like the the them losing in the play in would not floor me. Like you're okay. saying, like like them missing the play in entirely. Like I, I could I can see a path okay. to them losing in the play in, but I do think that the most likely scenario is still you know given like as long as AD is back, which again we don't like know, but if he's not back, then that this is a different kind of uh, equation. But if he is back, if he's able to play, like I do think that they're better than those teams in the play in range, and they will get through that most likely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't see much difference there between where I have them and where you have them. Like, I like. I mean, they... about se about seven games, Anthony. That's that's the difference. About um, seven games, uh, seven seven extra wins from uh, the the teams behind them. <laughs> or however okay. many, yeah, it's like they're the teams behind them would have to be significantly better than the Lakers down the stretch and better than they've been all year okay. to like rip off and you know make it and, and completely knock them out of it, playing range. In spirit, though, like the outcome to that season, I don't see. I don't see is all that different. Like in in oh, spirit, I get what like you're saying. Like, is this season any more or less of a failure if they, like, make it through the play-in and get to the playoffs versus if they – and lose in the first round versus if they yeah. just don't make it at all? I mean, yeah. like, technically, no, because, you know, it's like every every year they don't win a championship is a wasted year of my life. Um, yeah. But, like 
what if I told you? I so, just said that. Just I thought I really thought that was going to make you more angry than it. No, nah, like I, I, I knew yeah. what you were doing. But like, what if I told you that? Like, what if I told you that THT assumed a larger role and the Lakers went on a run as a result of that, versus Russ starts playing better and the Lakers like the, the they win the same exact amount of games. It's just that one is propelled by THT and one is propelled by Russ. Which situation there do you feel better about? Like which one is more likely, or which one? No, makes no, no. Feel which one would you like? Future? If 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 that was the outcome to this season, which which would you look at and say like that was a more productive use of the last twenty four games of the season? So I actually can see the argument in both directions for this, mm-hmm. just because. So I know I think by the phrasing of the question, I can sense that you're saying the THT thing would no, be better. I, I honestly don't even know. I, I yeah, I'm but curious. the Russ thing might make it a little easier to move him this summer uh, <laughs> in exchange for some help. Yeah. And so, you know, I think I honestly have to go with the Russ thing just because that's like problem A. And I have faith that THT, you know, whenever he is put back into kind of that larger role again, we've already started to see it. Like there will be more positive results than there have been to this point for the most part. And so I would actually think that the Russ scenario is more beneficial for the Lakers. Also, just for the, you know, for the purposes of this season just the vibes would be much better and the chemistry and all of that stuff or the dark cloud hanging over this team if russ is playing really well some of the a lot of that drama and that all that kind of stuff goes away to a degree where like i don't think that this team is you know kind of like down in the dumps because thc hasn't played well you know yeah no i don't yeah and also if russ is playing well in that and he is propelling your your team's good play or decent play or whatever uh, I think the Lakers at that point have a higher ceiling than if they said it's not working with Russ. You have a you get demoted, THT. You step in here. Like I think if the Lakers want any chance of having a season that even somewhat resembles less than or something better than outright failure, because I think that's the trajectory that the Lakers are on right now is is an outright failure of a season. Now there's context to it, but still an outright failure of a season of things just kind of status quo carries on and they just kind of tread water through these last games, lose in a, in a play in game or get swept in the first round of the playoffs. Like that's an out and out failure. Um, but like, if, if you want to avoid that, the way that you do so is trying to get something out of Russ, finding a role that better fits where he is at right now, career wise, getting more out of THT as a result of a slightly smaller Russ role, uh, but still making Russ productive in like say fewer minutes or something like that. And, and, and figuring that now fewer minutes for Russ might mean that his back stiffens up. And I I guess that's just a risk I'm willing to take. (laughs) Um, All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and and end this thing out on this new segment. NF tweets. Uh, <laughs> where you get a digital copy of Anthony's exclusive yeah. to you, uh, yeah. you know, of Anthony's explanation for a tweet that he got hate for. All right. So here's what I want to do. Here's what I want. Here's how I, I think this works best is I'm going to read the tweet verbatim and I want you to tell me why people are angry about it. Okay. This is great. Cause I have you muted. So there's no chance I've seen this tweet. <laughs> so I'm going to read the tweet. You tell me why people are angry about it. And then I'll explain the tweet after hearing why people are angry about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the dog across the street for me is already upset by this tweet. I don't know if you can hear that, but it is <laughs> howling right now. All right. Yeah. 
Oh, Whoa. male guy theory. I get it. Okay. <laughs> There's a very real argument to be made. LeBron ruined the dunk contest by never <laughs> participating. <laughs> All right. Full disclosure on this one. I tested it out in Silver Screen and Roll Slack, and it was not received well, and I trudged right on ahead and tweeted it out anyway. Yeah, normally when you get that much pushback in your, like, internal quality testing from yeah. us, you just don't send it. And yeah. I thought, you know, it was brave of you to be like, no, no, no. I am. All these people in Slack, they don't have my best interests at heart. I got a banger. <laughs> like, you were Kendrick Perkins with the blindfold on, throwing a dart at the board, and you're like, another banger. <laughs> you did it again, Anthony. Carry on. <laughs> so explain to me why people are angry about this one. I appreciate that I'm your reality translator yeah, yeah. of like of like a reasonable person's react like why people would take exception to this. So I think that for the most part You are people, more reasonable than me. So like I mean, yes, that is how this works. No argument here. Uh <laughs> You know, I think for the most part, the my guess is that the people, the reason people were upset at this is, I mean, number one, you know, you put LeBron and ruined the dunk contest and, you know, like, and people try to accuse LeBron of ruining a lot of things a lot. So yeah. I think that's like a sensitive kind of term for his supporters Makes in sense. general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you also did the thing that you do where you try to like, you basically did an unironic Skip Bayless tweet where you're like, here's this thing that LeBron was not involved with at all. Yeah, and I, here's how he ruined it tonight. You know, yeah. it was like it was the the most like not even galaxy brain like Bayless brained I have seen you go <laughs> unironically. <laughs> like I understand, yeah. I understand what you are saying, and the complete kind of you know like like if I was to make it, like, that at, like yeah. not while everybody is already angry about the current slam dunk contest. If I was just and to fire that Ron off on the Wednesday. And him getting like unfair criticism yeah, shit, and all this. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to make the case then for this You tweet. like saw a bunch of hornets buzzing around a hornet's nest. And like, they're clearly really <laughs> yeah. mad at something right around there. And you're like, let me throw a rock at it. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> let me see what they do. <laughs> I love that picture. And then like, as yeah. I'm getting stung, I'm like, why are you angry at oh, me? Why are you so mad? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so, so on some of these segments, there are going to be times where I say like, all right, fine. After hearing that I'll walk it back and I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with myself or whatever, or I'll add more context to tweak what it is that I'm saying and, and whatever. In this case, however, I am not, I'm doubling down, baby. Like <laughs> here's my thing. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you go ahead. But... All right. Here's like, no, here's, here's what I get like. So are you serious? I can't tell. I am. I am somewhat serious. So okay. you look at some of these other similar, um, competitions across sports, right? The home run, home run derby comes to mind to me where like over the years, the best batters have still participated in the home run derby at least once, right? Maybe they don't do it every single year you know, for a variety of reasons. But for the most part, the vast majority of really, really, really good hitters since the home run derby has come into into fruition um, have participated at least once. Ken right, Griffey can Jr. Just, can I give a note? Yeah. I really like, you're off to a banner start on okay. uh, comparing it to the whirlwind success that is the home run derby that all kinds of people really Whoa, care there. about. I this love viewership, the, you know. Home run derby is like, is appointment viewing isn't it not like i, I 
No, it's Maybe baseball. For you, I don't. Ba- baseball, baseball in general is like watched less than than the NBA or whatever. But yeah, like, okay. I, so again, you know, like, how can we make it more like this thing that is less successful? No. <laughs> Decent note. Touche. I'm just saying. Just yeah. Athlete editor. I'm just All giving right. you a All slight right. note on the take. In the NBA's own, uh, you know, Saturday competition night, right? The three point contest is something that the best shooters are still participating in. And it is more successful. It has not just passed up, but lapped the slam dunk contest. Well, right? also like, NBA fans just in general, like are not always mad at the three point contest outside yeah. of like a couple outlier years. Like no <laughs> yeah, one's that, like yeah. people usually are not like that was a horrible three point contest. You know, yeah. like it was at the very least, you know, like there, there's a high, there's a high floor on it. Yeah. Right. And, and I think you look at the greatest shooters in the history of basketball, like they have, they have participated at least once. Yeah. Those the, Steph, Larry, uh, Reggie, Ray, like all of the best shooters, Clay, all of the best shooters have participated at least once, if not a couple times. Well, uh, lethal to get shooter in hasn't yet, but that's, uh, that's an asterisk. <laughs> we'll leave that for now. Um, but he tried. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and like, if you look at it now, one of the one of the you know very popular disputes to you know me saying this about LeBron and, and the dunk contest is that like maybe the best slam dunk contest ever has taken place during LeBron's career after he opted not to do it at any point during his prime. To which I would say like, yeah, the Lakers won a, a championship with Jeannie Buss. Like sometimes. Talent, like sometimes, yeah. You are just trying to make everyone mad today. This is this is. All right, those... you really have gone full Bayless on this episode. I have not. No, because I would say that like the the league happening to find two really, really, really good dunkers who were looking to make a bigger name for, name for themselves is not the same as like like it's it's bad process that gets great results, right? It's at the. It, I want to see John Morant in this thing, you know, and, and up until LeBron publicly has said like, no, I don't want to participate in that NBA players, really good and really good athletic NBA players did participate in this. Vince Carter's going to be a hall of famer. Kobe did it. Michael did it. Neek did it right. And, and so on and so forth throughout those, throughout those eras. And, you know, LeBron comes along and he has, made a very clear impact on the sport in general, right? The player empowerment era came about because LeBron said, wait, we're doing this wrong. And he was right to point that out. Like th- that was a really good thing that he did. And, 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 and the league is better for it. However, on this front, I think him saying, no, I don't want to do that. The upside here is that I win. The downside here is that I lose. I don't want that downside. I don't want to like, risk- make memes about it for the next, yeah. you know, like, yeah, right. And so like, and, and, and that has been how every star that you would like to see participate, like, I'm sorry, John Morant, like he should be doing this. He should be in it. He should be doing it. We should just, just name guys and I'll just yell coward and (laughs) Anthony Edwards, coward, Austin Reeves, coward. (laughs) I just want to get that on there because I'm clipping that for future reference. No, Austin Reeves (laughs) snubbed. So I, I, after hearing the case that I made for it, right, would you say, would you say that like, 
Would you say I was right or wrong to double down on it? I still think you're ultimately wrong. I understand okay. where you are coming from, but I think that if it wasn't LeBron to figure out that somebody hey, else might have, it's not a bad for my brand. If I lose it things when yeah. people are, it, and it's like an individual competition where I cannot blame my teammates or Rob Polinka. you know, like <laughs> can you imagine if he lost in the dunk contest and he's like, well, you know, Rob man, told me I, to do that one. <laughs> shout out to Bucks GM, John horse for getting Giannis good props, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, what if he jumped over Rob Polinka? <laughs> no, he just told Rob, "Hey, I need you to to jump up in the air at this moment." I want you to go film me under the basket, and then he has like Rich Paul comes from behind and pushes Rob <laughs> forward, and then LeBron dunks on him. <laughs> he would win. Give him 50. a twelve. Yeah, fifties. Let us the plan board. your dunk contest, LeBron. We just figured that. We just figured out the solution to this. You and I <laughs> come up with the funniest internet breaking dunks. For LeBron yeah. to do on national TV. Uh-huh. We just figured it out. Yeah. So that, we, that's... we just fixed the dunk contest. Okay. LeBron yeah. ruined it, but we fixed it. Skip Bayless. They say like, this is a specific Skip Bayless. Take a picture as a cartoon character spot. This is where you need to take this picture, Skip. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> no, they just said, they're just like, hey, Skip, go stand at the restricted circle. MJ wants to come out and give you a hug. <laughs> and thank you for your service to journalism. Yeah. But you got to have is. a blindfold on. It's no big deal. Yeah. Just And for some reason he wants to jump for this hug. He wants to give you a uh a chest bump. <laughs> Michael wants to chest bump you. <laughs> Bam. So if I'm ranking this take on like a scale of like Bayless like, you know, clearly just trying to troll to like mm-hmm. Like There's Mikey actual Miss, thought behind or, it. To like Mikey Miss Ernest stupidity. I'm going mm-hmm. more Mikey Miss on this one. Like you were being genuine. You're just wrong. Okay. I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't, I still like, even to this point, I, this is one of those, that, look, I am, I am stubborn. I am competitive to a fault. Um, this is one of those no, takes that like, I, I legit coming from. really like feel this way. This but is, this, this is, this is, and that's why I respect you. It's like you genuinely do not go out there try just trying yeah. to troll people. Like you just are this aggravating without trying. <laughs> um, and you know, this is why you know, like I heard, um, like I heard a couple people, and like, like I think Chris Mannix most prominently were suggesting, like let's just get a one-on-one competition. This will get the stars out because what star doesn't want to be named, you know, the number one one-on-one player in the league? And it's like. I hear that argument, but I also... They don't even want to do that during the draft process. Well, but also, it's like they that. And also, like, you know what stars also don't want to be known as? Like, the guy who got their ankles broken by yeah. the number one one-on-one player on the lead, in the league. Like, I just right. don't think that stars would come out for that either. I mean, maybe you go to it just to kind of change things up. And maybe we get to see some, like, moves busted out of some guy that, like, we... Because the, the, the board... Ultimately, the problem with the dunk contest is we just aren't as easily amazed anymore. We've seen kind of most of these like feats of athleticism that I think that we are going to, you know, Mm -hmm. every so often there's an outlier year or whatever, but I'm not sure that more stars is going to fix the dunk contest. Like, I think the real solution may be to try and do this one-on-one thing. And, you know, even if it's just role players, like you you don't think like Jamal Crawford and his prime would have like went out there for this as like a notable guy. And I, I think that a one-on-one competition could be really fun. I just don't mm-hmm. know that it's necessarily going to draw stars. I, I think, do think that it will g- get guys that are looking to make a name for themselves though. I think at one point in the league's history, they did that at halftime of games. Like the best player from one team would meet the other player out on the court. They would play one-on-one during halftime 
and then they would go back and, and do the rest of halftime with their team. I don't know if this is true, but this is like this is a hilarious image of like you know the the antithesis of like the load management. Now it's like okay, yeah, LeBron, like can you head back out there <laughs> at halftime exactly. and uh, you yeah. know like go play against MJ and one on one? You know everybody else is going to take a break, but you guys just go play one on one, and then come back out to start the next half. Yeah, I I don't know why it didn't stick. <laughs> so so yeah, I I would look at it. I would look at it as like this. I My issue with the slam dunk contest, if you're going to have a whole bunch of no names in the slam dunk contest, then get more of them out there, right? Like it's like minimum contracts. If you're, if you're basing your roster around, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of, a, a few stars and a bunch of minimums, maybe you want more than one wing on your roster in Trevor Ariza. Like pro that's probably a good call to cap take a couple more shots in the dark. And like, it's weird in like, instead of having the same, like the, the same four guys go out there and attempt their dunk three different times each say, all right, we have a field of 12. You have one dunk, you have one attempt and you get to move on based on that one attempt. There's your first round. After that, you trim it down to four people. You say you have two attempts flat out. You have two times that you get up in the air to do this. If you don't, it's over and that's it. And if you don't, if you don't get two good dunks off of those, those last four guys, if you get two people who come closest to moving on or, or, or getting to a final, you say, all right, those two guys, now you're playing one-on-one. -on -one. We, we know you can't dunk and you can't get to that 50 number. You guys are now playing one-on-one -on -one against each other. Let's let that thing go like that. I just fixed it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think another, you know, solution that we could go to is like, you know, the, the that could maybe make everyone in the entire world happy, you know, that I was just thinking about is like, okay, media gets locker room access back, but reporter but players get to call the one reporter that like said reports something they don't like out to mid court and they have to try and guard them during this like dunk contest. <laughs> and then that way you're dunking on someone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think give you the would dunked get, on podcast a whole new like lease on life, you know, you would like, get, <laughs> you would get like, you would get stars back. They would participate on this. <laughs> LeBron's like Plashkey mid court. Now let's go. I wonder what star out there has a reporter that, they hate more than any other star hates a reporter. We're not going to go into this on the air because I don't want Oh, it's definitely Kyrie. It, it's like, there's no close second, like in terms yeah. of which guy, you know, for sure has a reporter that they hate. Like, yeah. Kyrie's just in this every single year yeah. Kyrie's with different like reporters. Retired. He's still showing up. He's like, all right, Bobby Marks, <laughs> bring it on out. Let's go. <laughs> he actually looks like, uh, I'm blanking on uncle. Good Lord, I can't believe... You can't it's, get credentialed for the All-Star game without consent, signing a consent form that you agree to be pulled out in your current work clothes to mid-court. Like, <laughs> I would just, I would not wear work clothes to that event. I don't even care. I'm showing up in basketball shoes and shorts. showing up in like full sweatsuit. He's like oh ready my to God. go, you know? LeBron during the Miami era going up against Woj back then would oh, have been man. appointment viewing. It's like MJ versus LeBron. Like, it's... <laughs> We just All fixed right. the dunk contest. Here we go. <laughs> we did. We just, 
Adam Silver, get at us. All right, that's going to do it here. Yeah, yeah, for- we got all kinds of ideas. The league needs to hire us. You know, I'm not certain, certain that they're all good ideas, but we have ideas. <laughs> we have ideas, yeah. We will shoot. We don't know how often the ball's going to go in. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Lakers Lounge. Uh, quick reminder, we have the hook tomorrow with Aaron. We have a lowdown that I'm recording tonight. And then we are into the weekend. Get your five-star reviews in with a question so that I can start every Tuesday uh, Spaces show on that topic um, and on those topics. I don't even care how many questions you guys ask. Uh, Aaron and I or whoever, I and whoever will answer uh, those questions to start those spaces and then go wherever the conversation takes us after that. So get those in the form of a five-star review. Um, And until next week, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan. We'll talk to you next